You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. Hello and welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. Uh, this is your captain speaking, and uh, we, have a, we have a ride, a show, a time of your life today. Yes. Now, if you see your stewardess, your stewardess and she's uh, looking fine and the, the train is shaking, you're fine. Don't worry. But if you see her sweating a little bit, I would be concerned. Yes, if you see a concerned look on the stewardess when she's giving you snacks and maybe the water gyrating in the cup, it is a sign <laughs> that it is a bad time for us. You might want to jump. Yeah, well, you're going to die either way. So. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. You don't get to know my name. Or my name. <laughs> no. It's James. It, my name's uh, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Why is that so good? <laughs> so, don't worry about why it's that. Um, today we're going to be talking to you guys about um, Christianity and Christians and the worldview that we should carry. Um, what are the justifications for being realist, optimist, pessimist, nihilist, if we can get to it. Mm-hmm. All those is, you know, people are more positive and try to look on the bright side. What is maybe the most quote unquote godly mm-hmm. or what should the Christian be per se? Right. And it's a weird question. It's a funny question to ask. What should you be? Because what does that mean? Like you're less than uh, a, a good Christian if you're one mm-hmm. of the others. Not necessarily. And so we're, that's what we're going to talk about. Like, what does it mean? What does it mean you should be something? What are these things What are these things defined as in general? Yeah. Well, we never really talked about this, so I don't really know where you land on this topic, so it should be interesting. Um, well, I land on the right side. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we actually had one of our friends uh, put in this topic to us, um, Kevin, pretty cool guy. Shout um, out to Germany. Yeah. He told us to talk about this a long time ago, actually, last year at some point. Yeah, and we told him to start his own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Like, bro, if you want to know the answer to that, then hey, start bro, your podcast. Why don't you start something, dude? <laughs> Things you might have heard in church. <laughs> Things you probably heard in church podcast. That would be, you have a purpose, please tithe, announcements, <laughs> there's a men's retreat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, my freaking... The woman's retreat's just at the church. They yeah. don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah woman's prayer night I, saw, I see these tiktoks they're really funny about like women complaining about their women's these retreat versus men's tiktoks yeah the little tiktoks out there where it's like uh women are like man men get these retreats where they get to like go shoot guns and eat burgers and grill and have a bonfire dude i don't and know what I men's get, groups you ever been to i've never went to them they were never like that i know me. maybe the bible belt yeah i've been yeah i, I live in california so. yeah michigan I, and i was like a kid so i was like i'm not going to hang out with these middle-aged men who want right. to it's just their awkward wives. yeah <laughs> It's just really awkward. Yeah, I've held that at women's retreats. It was like a women's Christmas party and whatnot, and they would just get in tables and talk. Pass out food. Mm. I had to. My mom was leading it. Where so. are we going with this? Nowhere. No, there was a point. <laughs> we were talking about Kevin and how he was. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he yeah. asked this question. No, we're talking about the things that you would normally hear in church. Right. Things yeah, you've probably yeah, heard yeah, in church. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have a purpose, and it's a vague thing that you don't actually really have any direction. God with. loves just... you. Yeah, so maybe some Jesus loves you. misinterpreted scripture. <laughs> Jesus doesn't actually love you? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, you hear Jesus loves you, plus maybe some wrong scripture. Oh, right? sometimes it's right, though. Sometimes. My church yeah. is almost never gone. never wrong. Well, 
that I, have, that I remember. My church has gotten it right. My churches have gotten it right. But I've been to shout Sunday. out reality. I like reality. Church, rally church. Re- shout out reality. to reality. Shout out to reality. Well, we figured out he's a realist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just flicked yes. that into oblivion. Hope that didn't come on camera. Shout out to matter. Shout out to matter. Hey, yeah, I see you oxygen. Shout out to the universe. <laughs> I see you dark matter. You seen too. We got you. <laughs> yes. Well, reality is my church. So shout out reality. You're doing go, a good job. I, I I would say reality Honolulu would be my church, but we haven't met well for a while. Mm-hmm. But I mean the church in lar- in, by and large in general, just like Philippians 4.19. Like, I can do all things oh, through Christ. Yeah. Me. And, like, by the most tattooed verse that ever. That does not mean you're going to win your high school football game. Student athlete, Twitter post, praying yeah. pray hands, fire emoji. You know what bugs me? That churches always talk about John 3.16, but no one talks about John 3.37, where it says, if you're out of Christ, the wrath of God abides on you. That's important. It's classic. Anyways, we're ranting. <laughs> we're way we're not even close to being on topic. We haven't started right. being on topic. So Kevin asked this question, and he said... <laughs> Um, just to get back into it. Kevin was like, can you be a pessimist or like a realist even? So two different things. I think his question was more, can you be a realist instead of like an optimist? Like it seems like a lot of Christian culture, um, and just Christians in general are always like really like lovey dovey, like acting a certain way. And Everything's actually happy all the time. Like that. Right. Yeah. And Kevin was like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I'm more of a realist when it comes to things. And it's not that I'm not happy. I just like see things like more like how they are instead of. Maybe, like, unrealistically seeing them how, like, they should be, right? Um, not necessarily unrealistically, just, like, a different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's saying, but, like, sometimes I feel bad. And maybe I'm reading into what he said more. Um, but kind of thinking, like, and kind of, sometimes I feel bad because I'm more of a realist. I don't have, like, the same feeling like a lot of other people do. Um, and so we want to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. We wanted to find, like, what is a pessimist? What is a realist? What is an optimist? And then maybe we can go into nihilism even a little bit. Yeah. Um, and we can even talk about, like, what's an Oculus? <laughs> Oculus Rift? <laughs> we just name some more ists. And just, how many ists can you name? Set a world record Ooh. for how many ists you could name off the top of your head. Feminist. Meninist. Uh, Classist. Classist. Racist. Racist. Dude, we can go for a long time. We should stop. Speciesist. Speciesist. How dare... Yo, I saw this... A biologist. TikTok that said, Yo, vegans, talking about how I'm a terrible person for eating food. What do you drink? Water. Where do fish live? <laughs> you are destroying their home. That's that's property damage. <laughs> Something like that. I'm like, that's so dumb. That's pretty great. That's so hilarious. we want to start off by de- uh, defining pessimism, maybe. Yeah. Do you have a, de- a definition you like, or? Um, well, I don't have like the classical definition, but I assume when I hear pessimist, it's like someone who's always more or less looking at the negative in situations. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, kind of like. Glass half empty, nothing's mm-hmm. ever good enough. Woe is me. Like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Like, um, always sees the worst in every situation rather than seeing the best, right? In right. Every situation. I would say that. Yeah. Similar. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. And then I would say for a realist, it would be somebody who is just like sees things more how they are. And I, I would say they probably care a little bit about statistics and how things usually turn out and the more base um their reality like or their hope in a situation because i think all these things are really about hope kind of like mm. their their hope in a situation is pretty level right like yeah. it's been this way before so it'll probably be this way again the probability of it being better i have a little bit of hope but i also know it could definitely go this way like right. badly too right so like you're just kind of in the middle right and then an optimist would be someone who, and we all know people like this. They're just always like overjoyed, looking at the bright side, like don't want things to be bad, always thinking things are going to turn out well, 
we can just like stay positive and things are gonna go like our way. Um, like, and those people are great to be around. Like, too. why are you always happy? <laughs> Please be sad. No, I'm just kidding. But those people are great yeah. to be around because like they have a lot of hope and joy and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, I think every part like brings value in some regard. Like mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. who's an optimist who's like really like trying to be positive in every situation and whatnot might be it's good for them to be around maybe a pessimist because on one hand the pessimist can remind them like hey not everyone is as happy as you please consider those Mm -hmm. around you who are not at that level and then but that also challenges the pessimist to be like oh i should probably look at things that are better you know i don't Mm -hmm. have to stay like this and then the realists they're kind of like huh nice yeah you know realists is like i get that i can see how i can i can get a little bit more excited about that Mm -hmm. you know and so I think all, all of them have something to bring in. Nihilist or nihilist, however you de- de- decide to pronounce it. Derry says it wrong. It's nihilist. It's, <laughs> there's not a different pronunciation, actually. I don't. It's just a tease. Oh, uh, they're kind of like... A, a nihilist. A nihilist. A nihilist. Like the... Nihilist. Dalhai, or the... what the, the Like in the... Uh, what, I was thinking of the Dalai Lama, then I was thinking of Del- Delhi, and one time I said Delhi. Delhi Lama. And my friend said... I was like, yeah, you know, like... New Delhi, and he's like, <laughs> New he's, like he's like, what? I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, it's Delhi, Ethan. I was like, oh. New Delhi. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways, all these, um, these, uh, what do you call them? Like worldviews, perspectives, perspectives on life. on life. Yeah, attitude perspectives, maybe. Um, they they all have value to bring, but and to define define uh, nihilism for you, that's like nothing matters at all. So like. Right. It's very like not having any expectation for any afterlife. So nothing you do on earth matters at all. So you like who, who cares about anything? Right. So the, the I think the the actual definition goes something like um, the disbelief in all religion and morals uh, coming to the conclusion that life is meaningless, right? So you don't believe in a god, you don't believe in an organized religion, you don't believe that morality exists that is all subjective, right? And that Ultimately, the human experience has no um, um, objective meaning to it, right? You just mm. gain the meaning that like your life has, basically. So it's, it has a lot to do with humanism, but usually referred to um, in the negative. There are a lot of people who are like optimistic nihilists, and we could do a whole episode on that. We should do that later, probably. Um, but just for the sake of this episode, a nihilist would be someone who basically just says like life is meaningless and nothing yeah. matters, right? Yeah. So just a quick review for where we're at. A pessimist is someone who's like, Mm, everything's sad and everything it's more or mm-hmm. less like i'm on looking the negative yep. a realist is kind of in the middle ground where they're like oh look like here's the facts and statistics of the past events and we can base our decision on hope based on what the likely predictability of a certain event might be mm-hmm. and then an optimist is like oh but everything has a positive side we can look on that we can choose that and like live in that positivity mm. and be happy all the time and then nihilist is like i don't care about any of this i'm going to sleep <laughs> i don't care I do not care. <laughs> I don't know why I went Indian, but... <laughs> I could have been Indian. could have been something else. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I'm really bad at accents. It's really embarrassing. Anyways, they're really fun, though. They're fun if you can do them well. I can't do them... I try to do Australian accents. People just laugh. I'm like, please... I can call people on outreach really easily, but yeah. besides that, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so the question is, with these four different things, what is maybe the most in line with um, solid Christian, Christian... Yeah, with Christian yeah. worldview, Christian living, like... What is the best um, right. mode the mindset of the Christian should be? Yeah. We all, like, just looking at the, the different options, right? Usually you'd assume, like, oh, you shouldn't be a pessimist. Like, you probably shouldn't be, like, a nihilist, a nihilist right? Well, yeah, if, it's, if the nihilist says that they don't believe in religion, then that's kind of 
problematic for Christians. Right. Depending on your definition of nihilism, for sure. Um, and then, like, the other two people are like, eh, I don't know. Like, we should probably just be a, a, um, an optimist, right? Mm-hmm. That's usually, like, what people would think, I think. And so, like, because I think that's the assumption usually, Kevin's question was, well, I don't feel like that usually. I usually feel like a, a realist. Like, is that okay to be if you're a Christian, right? Right. So what do we what do we think about that? What do you think about? Is like, it okay to be a realist? Yeah, yeah. I would say it's and is is it situational? Yeah, I would say it's probably and this isn't probably just because I'm more of a realist. I think it's better, not better as in like more value, better, not better as in more value, uh-huh. but safer. Oh, and interesting. To be a, a realist in a way because you can look at the that doesn't discount that you don't have hope in in like what God can do and how He can move, mm-hmm. but it is saying like. I'm, I want to keep a level head so I don't get my expectation up for something to happen and not happen, and then I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. And maybe that that's not true. Maybe we should be more optimistic than not, and I can, if I'm wrong, then I can pray about it and see where that root of belief is coming from. Mm-hmm. But I would think, yeah, like, you can, and when I say realist, I don't mean, like, looking at just the world around you and seeing what's good and then, or seeing how it's been and then deciding. I'm saying, like, looking at the Bible and what the Word of God says and then, deciding based off what the Bible says and correct understanding and context, how to make your decision about a certain situation. Right. Mm. So if it's like the Bible says, God is my provider and he's mm. going to provide for me. My Christian realist mindset says, okay, I'm going to, God's going to provide. So if I don't see finances or I don't see provision in some aspect of my life, mm-hmm. the reality is God is going to provide. So I'm going to pray that he will and that he does. And I'm going to do whatever I need on that side. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to fall into fear that he won't because the reality is that he will, you know, so maybe that's a worldly. It sounds optimistic. like an optimistic mindset. Maybe by worldly definition, but in my mind, it just seems like a biblical mindset. Well, maybe, okay, maybe optimistic. That's optimistic. But I would, I say, would say if you were like a realist in that situation, you'd be like, well, I don't see God like providing right now. So I'm going to go out and like try to get my money like that I need or like get the thing to provide for myself. And like if God provides, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I would, wouldn't be, I wouldn't have any qualms if anyone did that. Like, right. So but I'd like, say that's more of like a realist perspective. And I would say someone who's like an optimist and maybe they believe God told them like he's going to provide for them in like this situation or whatever, um, they would just kind of wait for that thing to happen. Mm. Or maybe not wait, but like it would be different. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't necessarily like try to go out and make it happen themselves, right? Mm. Maybe so, they would. Yeah. So I would say maybe maybe as like the basic world definition mm-hmm. and the worldview would be, yeah, you would say, Ethan, you're probably an optimist. You're just maybe more calm mm-hmm. than – but. I don't think that because when I hear optimist, I think of someone who's always consistently excited and trying to be in that mindset mm-hmm. in which more often than not, I feel very neutral. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not always like, woo, like, yes, we can go around. Let's go. I'm not yeah. always like that. I'm kind of like internally. I'm like, I'm really happy with life. Like everything's turning yeah, out. Yeah. This is really good. But outside I'm like, hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. But so maybe when I hear optimism, I think of more of an external excitement and maybe that's mm-hmm. not necessarily exactly true. So in regards to just looking on the bright side and, and believing God for truth, mm-hmm. there's an aspect where, yeah, I would say optimism. Mm-hmm. But more or less, I just think that's a reality. Like, you can be optimistic as a Christian because mm-hmm. God has spoken and he is truth. Huh. So would... it doesn't seem like optimism to me. It just seems like realism because you're just believing what's reality, which is God's promise. Hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting way to, to look at it. I would say based off of the definitions um, that we gave, it's really situational. Um to answer like the specific question of can you be a realist or do you have to be an optimist? Um, I would say it's situational because I think when it comes to anything 
um, that has to do with God or like a God, God's promise to you or something he's told you to do or having faith or something like that, then you have to be an optimist in my mind because all three of these things I see as like levels, the level of hope or faith you have in my mind. This is like how I think of it, right? So if I don't have any hope, I'm going to be like a pessimist in my mind, right? And if I have like a medium amount of hope, in my mind, again, I'm going to be a realist because I see how things usually go, but I, I also believe and have hope and have faith. Mm-hmm. But if I'm an optimist, I have like a ton of faith and a ton of hope, right? Yeah. Almost being situational can be misused, right? Depending on how my faith and hope is used, right? So that's why I'm saying it's situational. So say I'm um, someone who has too much faith in being an optimist, I would say would be someone like, the people who misuse the Philippians 14 verse, right? And say, I can do all things through Christ. So it's me. And they go like, like there's tons of fighters. So I say like, yeah, I'm going to win this fight because like Christ is with me and I have faith and I have hope in him. And he said, I'm going to win the fight, right? And they just have all this faith and they <laughs> yeah. just get KO'd like instantly. And you're like, well, obviously God didn't speak to you and tell you that. And you had a lot of faith that he did. Yeah. Right. Right. And so that would be someone that I'd say like, you should probably be more of a realist because in that situation, God probably didn't say that to you or he didn't say that to you because it didn't happen, right? Right, And if God just did say that to you, it would have happened, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you were just... And now they're a false prophet, in which case we're going to plug a couple of episodes (laughs) a a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I would say like in that situation, it would be more accurate to be a realist. Like you need to train and or say like God tells you you're going to lose 30 pounds or something mm -hmm. like that, right? And, like, you're probably not going to lose that 30 pounds just miraculously, right? Unless God said that was going to happen. So, in order for that to happen, you probably got to, like, work out, right? Like, you're not just going to go around, usually, and just tell your friends, yeah, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. Like, God said I'm going to lose 30 pounds. Right. And, like, everywhere you go, and you're just telling your friends, God said I'm going to lose 30 pounds. Right. And, then like, it never happens unless you, like, change your diet or you start working out, right? So, yeah. that would be more of, like, a realist approach, approach to that situation. But now, when it comes to, to say, um, like... God's continuation of him sanctifying you or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like him changing your mind and changing your heart. Like if you are open to that, like you should have all the hope and faith and be the most optimistic you can possibly be about him changing your life. Cause that's what he's going to do. And that's what he right. says in his word. Right. Okay. And if he says it in his word that I'm going to be an optimist, I'm going to have all of the faith and hope that I could have for that situation. Right. Yeah. Because God has told me in his word that if I continue to like seek him, seek his face, spend time with him, read his word, that it's going to change my life. Right. Yeah. And so I can be an optimist and say, yes, I believe that. And I'm being completely optimistic in that situation. So I would say it depends because I would say both of us are fairly realists when it just comes to like our perspective on life in general. Mm-hmm. But I would say we're both optimists and Christians should be optimists when it comes to um, when it comes to things like that God has said. Like the sanctification. Yeah. 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 For an example, um, there's one that I had that's somewhere. Oh, excuse my yawns. I know you on audio can't tell, so that's awkward. I expose in, myself. In Second Second Kings six fifteen, um, uh, Elisha is like surrounded, and his servants are surrounded by this army. Yeah, right? yeah. And um, his servants are like freaking out, like we're gonna die. And Elisha's like, chill, like we have God with us, right? So mm. his servants don't have faith; they don't have hope. Right in in God, right in like what the the task is that's going to be accomplished. But Elisha does. So Elisha is the optimist in the situation, and his servants are the pessimists. They don't have faith. He has absolute faith because he heard from God like what's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? And so in situations where we hear from God or we read in His Word that something's going to happen, I think we can have absolute faith and hope that that's going to happen, 
which is my definition of what an uh, optimist is. Right. Okay. I'm okay with that. I would just, I always thought like Christians having faith in God's promises was like just the most real thing that a Christian could do. Mm -hmm. So I would say like, I always thought it was just realist Yeah. by definition of what I'm, if I'm basing my hope off reality, the reality is God has made promises that I can Mm -hmm. have faith in. Yeah. And so I think, Oh, God made this promise. There's a reality is that his promise is true Mm. and he can't lie. So I just thought that if you were like to be a Christian realist is just to have faith in the Mm. reality of his promises. But I guess by definition of like having like placing hope. Yeah. I would say my understanding of, of realism as far as a Christian goes would have more hope than like a normal, yeah, like realist and therefore then be optimistic, which I'm okay with. Yeah. So yeah, I, it just makes sense. Like, I just think, like, you see God's promises, mm-hmm. and you know he can't lie, and so you think, huh, mm-hmm. God can't lie, and he has promised, and therefore it'll happen. Yeah. And I don't know what exactly maybe that looks like, or a time frame, or how it will happen, but mm-hmm. he said it will, so I'll take care of the things I have to do. You know, mm-hmm. I will, like you said, like, train or put in the work, and if he says, hey, you're going to lose 30 pounds this year, then it's like, okay, well, then it's time to go and do something to mm-hmm. enact this, you know, yeah. and then have faith in the promise of God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so to answer your question, Kevin, I would say, yes, you can be a Christian realist and then you don't have to always be like an optimist that in every situation is just believing and hoping for the best thing to happen just because like that's the way you are. So there's a lot of people who are just naturally predisposed to being a more pessimistic person, right? And there's a lot of people who are predisposed, <coughs> excuse me, predisposed to being optimistic okay? people. Yeah, I got some chip in my throat still from like an hour ago. Hmm. Um, yeah, so there's like people who are naturally on both of those spectrums. And mm-hmm. I would say they both need to work on the situation that they're going to be those things in. Obviously, if you're a pessimist, like you need to work on not being a pessimist and maybe being more of a realist or even an optimist, mm-hmm. right? And if you're an optimist, Maybe if you're an optimist in every situation, you need to learn to be a little bit more like of a realist in more like life situations, right? Right. Um, maybe you don't. Maybe it's just positive to have that kind of person around all the time. And it is because usually they're pretty positive in a lot of other aspects of life as well. Not just like um, they're being optimists that like something happens, right? So it's, right. it's great. And then I would, I would say a lot of people are realists. Like it's probably the majority of people just like live in reality, Right. Um, but I think there is a problem with just being a realist all the time, too, because I think it's really easy and dangerous um, for realism to see, seep into um, your perspective on God and your perspective on, like, his promises, right? Because it's really easy to be a realist mm. in the rest of your life. And then when you pray, pray with, like, a realist mentality. When the Bible says to pray in absolute faith, right? right? So, right. like, if I'm praying for something to happen, like, if I'm asking God, like, to... Um, like someone's dying, right? I, I want to pray like with absolute faith that I want that person to be healed, right? And like be healed of cancer or whatever. And I'm asking God like with all my heart, like in reality saying, I want this person to be healed. Not like oh, that person could be healed. Like Lord, maybe go heal them. Like being a realist, like they might not, you might not. And like, mm-hmm. so like that, like I'm praying fervently, like Lord, go and heal that person. Like I want them to be healed, right? Yeah. Right? And that's not saying they're going to be healed every time, but it's also not saying like, it's not, it's not you acknowledging that they might not be healed in your prayer, right? Right. Right? It'd be like you going up to that person and be like, bro, I want you to be healed, but like you might not. Like that'd be like a terrible <laughs> thing to say to someone, right? So I'm not going to say that to God when I'm asking him about like to heal somebody. Hey, bro, get well soon, but maybe you won't. But maybe so, you won't. So like, whatever. just saying. Whatever. I'm being a realist. I'm just but hey, saying. I just, to be real, bro, you might die, but like, <laughs> hey, I feel better. 
Yeah, I guess it's like. Sometimes I'll say like, "Hey, night, bro," and then or like someone will say that to me. I'm like, "Yep, maybe never see you again," <laughs> or something like that. Just yeah. be funny. Like I'll leave uh, whenever I'm leaving somewhere for a long time. I'm like, All right, see you at the resurrection. Yeah. And then sometimes people say it to me. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, hopefully. What? I'm like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know your heart. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd be faking it. You could, you could be a liar. Yeah. I don't think you are, but you could be. Right. So <laughs> I think there's that's a healthy perspective to have as well that we shouldn't be or we shouldn't let realism or even pessimism seep into our walk with Christ because our walk with Christ always needs to be optimistic because if we believe that God is all powerful and He is who He says He is and we believe the things that He said He's going to do are going to happen because of who He is, we have to be optimists about those situations. But in situations that don't involve like his actual supremacy and they're just up to like us making like decisions like where am I gonna get food or like how likely it is that this red light is gonna like turn green by the time like I get yeah. up to it or something, right? Like like you can be a realist in those situations and it's okay, I would say. Yeah. Like you don't gotta be an optimist if it's like, Hey, we can make the movie on time and it's like it starts in five minutes. Like, yeah, but maybe it'll break down and it'll they'll have to fix it and we'll get it on time. And it's right. like no, that's just we'll just catch the next. Not one. that that's a bad perspective, but it's okay to not have that perspective yeah. as well. You're not a bad Christian because you have more of a tendency to be a realist. Yeah, I would say, in the definition of being a realist, where like don't let the the realism impede your faith. Yeah, absolutely. You know, don't let it be a hindrance to your faith. Don't don't stop. Don't neglect faithful and hopeful prayer mm-hmm. because of the perspective of it could not work. Yeah, like that, and then then it's like. Don't do that. Yep. You're, we're called to, yeah, with, it says with, uh, let's say, casting all your anxiety on him, like, or it says like, or sorry, his character. Basically, the Bible says, don't worry and like pray with everything. And, 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 and like, I just said it today. I was teaching today and I was just talking about it. But it says like, uh, and everything get with prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. There you go. And so it's like, with everything, go pray and let your request be known. And then another mm-hmm. part where it says, he knows what we need before we ask. Yeah. And it says that he's a good, it says, Jesus says in the next chapter in Matthew 7, he says, you knowing, you being wicked know how to give good gifts to your children. How yep. much more does your father in heaven know how to give to yep, those yep. who ask? Right? And he knows what we need before we ask him. So yeah. being a Christian realist isn't like, ah, oh, maybe he'll do it, maybe he won't. Being a Christian realist is, my God's faithful. He's told me to do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do this. And then he's faithful. So that's the end of the story. Yeah, that's great. You know? And, and that would be then, I guess, optimistic. Mm-hmm. And so, but don't, if you're in a place where you're like pessimistic and you're like, Man, I just don't. Maybe, I don't feel like God's sanctifying me. Everything sucks. Everything that God isn't for me. Like, you just need to renew your mind in Scripture, mm-hmm. like straight up. And that's not like I don't feel like reading Scripture. Yeah, I know that makes sense. It's okay, mm-hmm. but you got to create the discipline of it. You know. Yeah. You don't always feel like doing something that's good for you, and then once you start doing the thing that's good for you, then your body wa- starts wanting that. Like working out isn't mm-hmm. fun at first, but once you do it for a long time, your body starts craving it. Eating healthy isn't fun at first, but once you start doing it, your body craves it. And once you, you might not always like reading the Bible, once you start doing it and you renew your mind and God starts showing you things, your spirit's going to want it and hunger mm-hmm. for it. And God can move you from a place of pessimism with hopelessness to a closer on the spectrum of op- optimism mm-hmm. where there's more hope. And that hope is not unfounded. It's in Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, and the Bible talks a lot about how we have this hope that cannot be taken and hope does not disappoint and stuff like that. And so yeah. we are called to have hope and hope is found in faith in God and taking that as word. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, that is all I have to say on the topic. Likewise. Yep. So thank you for boarding this flight with things you don't hear in church airlines. We have safely arrived at the destination Mm -hmm. of more knowledge, hopefully for you and godliness in your heart. We're now going to taxi for at least 45 minutes and delay you from getting off the flight. 
So we will get your hope up, thinking that you'll be off this flight soon, and then tell you that you have to sit for another hour before you're actually allowed to get up. <laughs> or you can stand there with your neck slightly under the the cabin space above you and just feel uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. So while while we're taxiing <laughs> and we want to just like wait until this this ends and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, we can talk about stuff. I had this thought just now when I was thinking, and this is kind of morbid, but <laughs> but it's it's also a, a good thought at the same time. But it's also kind of morbid. Um, if we if one of us dies. Like, this is going to be, like, the thing that, like, our loved ones probably listens to, like, to remember mm. us, right? Because there isn't a lot of other, like, video or audio, right. like, things about us, right? Like, yeah. it's mostly just this. Like, we have, a hun- like, 100 hours or something like that. Probably, like, 100 hours Close to it, yeah. Of, like, just recordings on here. Maybe less than that. Maybe 75. Because um, we have 53 or 4 episodes. Yeah. And they used to be, like, 2 hours, and now they're, like, 25 to, 40 to 45. Yeah. yeah, sometimes an hour. So yeah, probably like 75 hours, something like that. Yeah. Um, like this Crazy. is probably going to be like the thing that people look back on You're and welcome, like listen Mom. to if, if like one of us dies or something. Yeah. Somehow, for some reason I came to my mind one time, I was like, oh, what would I do with the podcast if Derry died? And I said, I'd probably make an episode telling people what happened and then go, <laughs> in, go MIA for a bit. So Derry's dead. I'd be like, so obviously Derry's not So here. this week we're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> just move on. Don't even address it, just chance now. Chance just replaces you. No, I was like. Man, I'd have to like shut down for a couple months and get some counseling, and then I don't. I would. I would. I don't know. I'd be like, be so what? What do you do with this thing? Yeah, like, I don't. Be too emotional. Yeah. If we both died, Oof, then it'd be over, I guess. Someone better pick up the show in our honor. Yeah. Like they wouldn't want the show to die. We have to do it. <laughs> they just ruin it. <laughs> who to be though? Who we hand, who we who do we leave the show to on our will? Emma and Peyton. I was thinking them too. Yeah. Emma and <laughs> So but I just want to have a podcast and they're, they're coming for our spot. There's two best friends that are on the base that are in competition for us for being the two best friends on base of like a, like who's, the, known who's duo. the two, yeah, who's the two best friends on base. On but like the thing is counter? like they, they came to me and they're like, hey Ethan, I was like, what's up? And I'm like happy they're both on base and I don't have any problem with them. And it wasn't like picking a fight. I was like, hey, what's up guys? Yeah. And they're like, we're coming for your spot. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like dating Laura? <laughs> like, I was like, what's, what do you mean? He's like, no. You and Derry's spot. I was like, our, what do you mean our spot? Like, like, you want to live in our house? What like, are you talking about? <laughs> like, the Taj is really nice. Yeah. No, like, the base best friends. Like, everyone knows you guys are, like, the best friends. We're coming for a spot. And I was like, do they? Is that is that a thing? Is that a thing we get? I was like, I'll take that. You can't have it. I didn't know. <laughs> now that I know I have it, it's mine. Yeah, you I didn't know this back. was a thing, but now I'm keeping it. <laughs> so I was going to And they're like, we want to start a podcast. I was like, you should. You can come under the Things You Don't Hear in Church banner. We can start Things You Don't Hear in Church Productions. Productions, yeah. And we'll start different podcasts under it. Yep. And we can give you some editing tips, help you use some of our equipment. Yeah. Get uh, 30% of any income you you get. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. bad. We can just change our YouTube name really yeah. fast to not be pod, but productions. Yeah. They're pretty easy. Just add one R. Yeah. From pod to prod. Yeah. Prod. Easy. Not no big deal So if you want to start a podcast, Christian based with entertainment and the good... Yep. Let us know and we can figure something out. We'll, yeah. we'll see if we can. It could be comedy. Up. It could be stories. Whatever you want. Yeah. It could be like like going through the Bible verse by verse. We'll be T Y H. Oh, yeah. 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 You don't. T Y D H C P R O D. Prod. To de prod. We're practice. Oh, I was going to make a tongues joke and then got convicted me about blasphemy and the Holy Spirit. It's not blasphemy and the Holy Spirit. We should talk about that one day. What is blessing the Holy Spirit? Yeah, we got a lot of really good episodes coming, y'all. Just yeah. just saying. There's a lot of really good ones coming. 
Yeah. We're gonna just to give you a little highlight because we're still taxiing. We're not gonna like, get off the get off the show yet. Yeah, yeah. Please uh, keep all keep seated. Hey, I see you take your seatbelt off. Put hey, it back on. Hey, listen here. I don't care if you're. I don't care if your kid's crying. Put it back on. I don't care. I don't care. I saw you trying to leave. Hey, sit down. All right. Why so, do you have your check bag? So some of the episodes coming up that we have that I'm really excited about. We're gonna be talking about um, is God's punishment the same now as it was in the Old Testament, right? Because it seems like today people are like, no, God doesn't punish. Like people, um, the same way he punished them in the Old Testament, like say, um, like if a nation sinned, like as a nation against God, like God would punish that nation by like there would be another nation at war with that nation, or like they had plagues, yeah. something like that, right? Like, is God punishing the world with COVID for right. sin? Like, is that stuff? Yeah. So it that's super circumstantial. Yeah. But yeah, questions like that. Like, does like, God bring are the bad punishment? things that happen to nations sometimes God's punishment? Because a lot of, I think, contemporary Christianity would say no, right? And maybe that's the answer. Maybe. Maybe that's the answer. But we well, want to talk about not. it and flush it out. Yeah, it might not be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why is it not? Because the reason, like, a lot of people that I ask that question to is why it's not. They're like, well, that's just what, like... I yeah, that's just how it is. Because I didn't have a thought like, through. They're just like, that's a dumb thought. Why would you think it's not? I'd be like, well, well, what? It's a, it's a dumb thought. This is implicative for how we th- view God. Yeah. This is important. Yeah. So that's yeah. one we're going to talk about. We got a lot of a lot of guns coming up. We had we were in the car in the car for like three hours the other day, which is insane in Hawaii. Like, how mm-hmm. are you gonna be in the car for three hours on an island that takes one hour to get across mm-hmm. because of traffic and rain and no beaches being open because of the rain? That's how. Yep. Anyways, on the way back, we started talking about like what is the purpose of God's punishment and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and that was super interesting. Yep. And the will of God, it was like a deep conversation, and then we got back and I was like. That was a whole podcast episode. <laughs> Three-hour podcast. We should have, like, recorded. Well, we didn't talk about the whole time, but it was, yeah, like, yeah. at least an hour. And I was like, we yeah. should have recorded that, bro. That was nice. So we'll we cover got, it soon. We got a lot of stuff we want We want to do. We got why would God create? What's the purpose of his creation? That's one of my favorite ones to talk about. Mm. Talk about what is God's punishment and, like, why does he punish? What's the, the motivation behind his punishment? Yeah. We got a lot of good stuff coming We got out. some stuff on, like, apparently there's some people out there saying God's intersex and that the Holy Spirit is a woman. Yep. So we're going to be addressing that and see if there's a scriptural basis for what they're saying or what mm-hmm. is the understanding with that. There might be. Is God a woman and a man? Is he neither? Who knows? Is he all the other genders that people I know, try to actually. say? Derry knows. Yeah. That's tune who. in eventually so, to see what I think. Yeah, eventually tune in. Just keep tuning in until we get there. Yeah. And then continue to tune in after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then continue to have and your tell friends, your friends tune in. and your mom. Yeah. yeah. Tell your friends and your mom. And have your mom um, listen to us when she's baking cookies. Yep. And then. So this is the part stuff. of the flight where you can uh, get up and wait for everybody to go past <laughs> you so you can get your bag and then eventually stumble to get your bag and then wait for another half an hour, 15 minutes yeah. as you slowly. Walk out of the this is This is the part of the flight where all the pro flyers judge the new flyers for standing up right now and crabbing their <laughs> stuff and staying in the hallways. <laughs> yes. Which I don't care how many times I fly, I'm always standing first because <laughs> I need to get off that plane. All right. Well, we love you guys. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We've got Patreon, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. In, I said Instagram already, I think. Yeah, Venmo. We, yeah, we, <laughs> I guess we have Venmo now. We just sent it to my purse. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, uh, yeah, we have PayPal. We have we all that PayPal? kind of stuff. We got Patreon. Check us out. Do what you want. If you want to support the show, you can. Um, all of it goes to just us getting new equipment and making this a better show and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We love you guys. Yeah. And have a good freaking week. And we're excited for you to fly again next week with us. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Things That Don't Hurt Your Tarot. So we will see you.